This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Are we going to finally see peace between Ontario's doctors and the government? Queen's Park has announced it has made a new proposal to the Ontario Medical Association on a three-year term, which it says includes an increase to the physician services budget by 2.5% a year in each of the three years, an additional $185 million in compensation to family doctors. And they say part of the way they're going to pay for that is by reducing the payments to doctors who bill a million dollars or more. So what do doctors think of the deal? Nadia Alam is a general physician and a future member of the OMA board, and she joins me now. Hello, Nadia. How are you? Hi, Libby. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Okay. Well, um, did you have a chance to have a good look at this deal, and what do you think? Honestly, the deal hasn't even been uh, digested by the Ontario Medical Association's Board of Directors. The minutes before, uh, Health Minister Eric Hoskins held a press release detailing this proposal. He dropped off the proposal at the OMA offices. Okay, you seem to be suggesting that maybe this is more of a a PR uh, thing. It's a total stunt. It's honestly, he's grandstanding and playing childish games when our health care system is in crisis. There is no negotiation team at the OMA yet. We, we haven't formed one. We haven't set up a negotiations process. This proposal was just dumped into our laps. The OMA has not had a chance to look through this. It's clear from their press release and from the the member updates that our president, Dr. Wally, is sending out. The OMA had no warning that this was coming out. Uh huh. So, that 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 sounds a little bit uh, rude, frankly. Like normally, if you know you're going to send out a, a a media release that involves somebody else, you tell them, okay, this is what we're going to do. Absolutely. That's called respecting one another. That's called fair play and partnership. The health minister and the Ministry of Health and the Liberal government is not showing any of that. This is an explosive proposal that they've just lobbed at the doctors in the province just before Christmas, just before holidays for everyone, just before the legislature closes until February. This is to avoid questioning. It's likely to a distraction technique to avoid from doctors to avoid uh, to prevent doctors from speaking out against the patient's first act the gulf between doctors and government has just grown wider every doctor is outraged across the province okay so this is going to make things worse not better now uh, we know that it's a battle uh between the doctors and the government but how is this affecting patients or will it affect patients I think what patients are going to see are doctors who are very upset. We'll still go to work. We're still going to take care of them. 
But honestly, Libby, I, I don't know how we're going to replay, repair the relationship between doctors and government. If the government continues to act like a schoolyard bully, how do we get the government to take seriously the concerns we bring to them from our patients? How, how do we get them to take seriously the very real issues of a healthcare system in crisis. I mean, we still have cancer patients dying on wait lists for stem cell transplants. Emergency departments are completely clogged with sick patients desperate for a bed. The waiting rooms are packed full. Even palliative patients, patients with days to weeks to live, are on wait lists for home care services. How do we get a government that's acting this childishly to grow up and act seriously to actually fix our healthcare system? Honestly, at this point, doctors are so fed up that we just don't want to play these games anymore. This is complete political BS, honestly. Okay, Nadia, I'm going to give the numbers out again because I'd like yes. to hear from patients. Uh, and perhaps, you know, we know the kinds of problems people are having with the system and with waiting, but uh, I'm wondering if patients have a sense that this strife is affecting their care and what they think of it. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'm talking to Dr. Nadia Alam. She is a family physician and she is a future board member with the Ontario Medical Association. Uh, We saw a media announcement with some fanfare, I may add, this morning about a new proposal to the Ontario Medical Association from Dr. Eric Hoskins. And from what Nadia says, is just annoying the doctors more. They didn't get a heads up and uh, they feel that it's grandstanding and it's uh, just trying to prevent criticism to get something out of the way before the holidays make them look good. Uh, Dr. Alam, uh, you know, we talked about the new Patient Care Act called Patients First, which you don't believe is actually Patients First. And there was some talk about uh, some kind of job action to protest that. So do you have a little more clarity about what that might be? I don't know yet. I know that the OMA is certainly considering it more seriously. I think A proposal like this is a slap in the face for the OMA. The government's basically shown contempt at the Ontario Medical Association. Instead of treating them like partners that they would collaborate with and work with, they're basically handing them a piece of paper and saying, take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. Right? That's not sportsmanlike. That's not negotiation. What about uh, an additional $185 million in compensation for family doctors? Uh, You know, you're a family doc. Does that sound like something that could go some distance to solve the problems? Honestly, I haven't seen the details, but on the surface, it looks like the government's still shortchanging the healthcare system. And the reason I say that is they just asked the federal health minister for a 5.5% increase to simply quote-unquote, sustain existing services, even though we all know that existing services are inadequate to meet existing patient need, they needed 5.5%. Last year, the government funded 4.5% in growth in physician services, and that in itself wasn't even enough. And so to turn around and say, well, we'll fund 2.5% growth for the next three years, that's a cut. That's not 
sufficient. Even by their own numbers, they're basically talking out of both sides of their mouths. What do you think about curbing the payment to doctors who bill a million bucks or more? I think that's a bit of a landmine. Um, Honestly, a a lot of um, doctor, I I feel that it's a divisive tactic. I think what the government's trying to do, and it's done this before this past year, um, it's, it's trying to pit family doctors against specialists. It's forgetting that family doctors and specialists are part of the healthcare system. This is a team environment. Divide and conquer tactics like this don't solve the real problems. And calling it fairness, it's, it's blatant misrepresentation. It honestly is. There have been a lot of cuts in 2015, cuts that affected specialists, cuts that affected family doctors, cuts that affected new graduates. Um, it, it's, it's frustrating to see the government act like this, like they are trying to play fairly and play well when they're not. Um, they they have said that there are some measures in there uh, to help newly graduated doctors uh, acquire more patients. Does that sound like something that makes a lot of sense? If they had sat down and actually negotiated properly, then I think there's a possibility that it could help. Right? Again, a, a a lot of this, these tactics that the government's taking, it just makes us trust them less. And it makes it hard to believe that everything that they say is genuine. If it was genuine, then it would be easier to take them more seriously. But looking at this, it, these tactics, these, this PR stunt that they've basically pulled, it doesn't... It doesn't create any confidence in the kind of proposal they will offer. My sense is it's going to be the exact same as the, as the proposal that we turned down just four months ago. Uh, when you, on the surface, it looks really good, but when you actually look at the details, you see all sorts of devil there. I'm going to give the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. The province making what it calls a new offer to the Ontario Medical Association today. Doctors saying it looks like a PR stunt. Patients, presumably, in the middle of this. So I want to know, uh, patients out there, are you worried that this may affect you? Uh, Are you taking sides on this? Uh, Do you think that the doctors need a better deal and that a better deal would help you get the health care you need? Because right now it certainly looks like health care being rationed. Also, uh, this proposal to cut funding to doctors billing a million dollars or more, uh, is it just a divide and conquer thing? We want to hear from you. The number is 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And Nadia, I'm, I'm trying to separate the the substance of what they've told us about this from uh, the way it was done. And I can certainly understand why you would be very annoyed with that. Uh, they're also talking about changing the funding for certain kinds of procedures that maybe have become easier because of technology or less time consuming. I know that's that is something that I think has been happening for a long time. Do you see any room for adjustments there? 
Um, I think, I suspect what the government is hinting at there is our procedures like cataract surgeries, right? So specifically targeting our ophthalmologists to provide cataract surgeries. The unfortunate truth is that cataract surgery fees in the province have already been cut year after year by about 50%. And so I don't know that there's actually room left to cut more without seeing a drastic decrease in service, which for the patient who's waiting for cataract surgeries means years of blindness, right? This is what the government is playing around with. This is why it's so tough to actually trust their good intentions. Mm -hmm. Anything else other than uh, cataract surgery? I suspect they're also going to go after the radiologists. They've Uh done this before. They cut all sorts of fees for ultrasounds, for x-rays, for uh, MRIs, for CTs. And we saw immediately following those cuts a huge outcry among physicians because none of it made sense. None of it followed medical indications. For example, one of the things they cut out was um, ultrasounds for, that would screen for testicular cancer. Right? It made no sense to cut those fees when those kinds of ultrasounds are necessary to actually save lives. Mm-hmm. Right? If you cut fees enough, doctors can't pay for equipment costs, which means that they won't be able to provide that service. It's, the math is simple. I think that we need to take a smarter look at, at how physicians can can work with government to create a better contract. But again, that would require an actual negotiation. And that's the crucial step the government skipped here. Uh-huh. And do you think this might increase uh, waiting times? We know that waiting times for procedures like CTs are also already very long, critically long. Oh, hands down. If the government turns around and, and cuts fees for CTs, there won't be, at some point, we're going to hit, we're going to reach a point of no return where there just won't be enough funding to provide enough of those services. And we already aren't providing enough of those services. Um, Where do you think uh, you go from here? From uh, Dr. Wally's uh, press release, from uh, the OMA president's press release, She did say at the very end of it that all options are on the table. To me, that sounds like a strong hint towards job action. Mm -hmm. At this point, that seems to be the only language this government is willing to listen to. I don't want job action. If you ask any doctor, nobody wants to go on strike. Nobody wants to limit services in any way. Nobody wants to do anything of that sort. However, there are options in job action where... For example, we walk away from government committees. We walk away from helping the government uh, expedite its schemes through, right? I know. That's what you were talking about uh, last week when we had this new uh, Patients First Act that that you just wouldn't help the government in implementing. Mm-hmm. Um, so is, is that the only kind of job action that's on the table now? It's one of the kinds that, that are being considered. What are the others? I can't say. I'm not privy to that information, so it's hard for me to comment on that. I know that members have been asked to give ideas on what they could see themselves doing and what they would be feel comfortable doing without affecting patient care. 
Well, that's a pretty tall order, a job action that doesn't affect the work that you're doing. Well, it's good. We're an intelligent group. I think we'll rise to the challenge. And I mean, to be honest, my hope is that the government sees sense. Unfortunately, it hasn't seen sense for three years. So I, it may be a naive hope. But I'm hoping that when we do go to job action, it's going to be in a way that's not going to hurt patient care, but that will send a lesson home to the government. And I think that is possible. And is there any chance that there might be something good in this agreement when you look at it a little closer? I doubt it. If it looks anything like the proposal that we just turned down in the summer, there was nothing, there was very little that was actually good in that proposal. In this one, I mean, this one's come through in a very sneaky manner, which makes me question its validity, right? This was not something that was negotiated between doctors trying to protect physician services and a government that was trying to uh, balance its budget. Like, this was not an actual give and take that happened here. All this is is the government shoving a piece of paper at doctors and saying, well, here it is, take it or leave it. My sense is if, gov- if doctors end up saying no again, the government's going to simply impose a contract on them again. Okay. And at that wh- point, that's just going to escalate things between government and doctors. Okay, well, let, let's hope uh, that uh, eventually we get a better result than that. Nadia Alam, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, if we don't talk again, happy holidays. Libby, thank you so much for taking the time. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.